Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Zone Blitz. As always, I'm Vince Miller, joined by my co-host, Ashton Overholt. Um, and we're here to both preview championship game week, but also, like, man, we got a lot of other things to talk about this week. Like, it's all, it, it, things are just going crazy right now. So, as a Notre Dame fan, I, I'm sure you saw, I'm sure you saw, like, well, let's just go in off the top rope here. Brian Kelly to LSU, rumored. Um, and this is by like not just anybody. This is reputable sources at this point, um, with like I think Bruce Feldman, and usually like he's he's fairly knowledgeable about this. Like, yeah, what do you think? Is that? I mean, it, it looks like that's for sure a possibility, right? Yeah. Well, the, the sources are saying that LSU is targeting him. Right. Right. I think right. that's yeah. absolutely true. Um, I think I haven't used this phrase in a while. Um, my sister hates when I use it, but. Gun to my head, <laughs> I think that most likely this just turns into leverage for Brian Kelly, either getting a pay raise or upgraded facilities or whatever. Um, so you don't think he's leaving? Then? I don't think so, but I do think there's a chance. Like, I absolutely right. do think there's a chance. But if I had right. to choose one or the other, I think he's probably staying at Notre Dame and getting a raise, some facility upgrades, maybe some raises for assistance. Mm-hmm. All of that. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. That's fine. That's what you I want to think talk? is going to happen. Okay. I, I would imagine that LSU gets who they want to get because I think okay. LSU is willing, willing to spend more money than Notre Dame. I think. It might I think be. So. They, they for sure have better facilities. We can at least agree on that. Now, just take it back a little less than a year ago. Both of these teams wanted Marcus Freeman. Yes. And Valid. No, the money was not an object. Notre Dame was willing to pay Marcus Freeman whatever it took. They wanted him that bad. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're talking LSU, like if they're willing to pay $13 million a year or something for Brian Kelly. Right. I mean, at that point, if I'm Notre Dame, at that point, I'm probably saying, go ahead. We got Marcus Freeman on staff. <laughs> yeah. You see what some of these coaches are getting. I'm sure you've seen... I'm sure you've seen that. Uh, some yeah, of what Lincoln are, Riley got twelve? Is that right? Yeah, let's just let's just look it up here, like for sure. But like he he, I think he also gets. Uh, I think it's one hundred and ten million. Yeah, okay, one hundred and ten million. Um, USC is going to buy both of his houses um, in Norman, Oklahoma, for five hundred thousand over the asking price for both of them. So that's like an extra mil- million dollars in there. Uh, they'll buy him a house in LA, and then he also gets to use the their like the private jet like twenty four seven whatever he wants. So, um, yeah, I mean that's that's dude that's that's that crazy. Be, that's crazy. That might be the biggest breaking news that we have to share here is just Lincoln Riley to USC. Yes, um, I think I kind of assumed USC would find a way to screw this up somehow. Um, <laughs> I know. Wow, I mean, what what can you say other than just absolute slam dunk hire by them? Like, seriously, they couldn't have done better. Like, you can look yeah. through who else they would have hired. Okay, like you're not going to get Saban, you're not going to get Kirby Smart, you're not going to get Davo, right? You're not going to get any of those guys. We didn't think they could even get Lincoln, but like, where did uh, where did that come from? You know what I mean? Like, how did how is that a a thing? Like, 
I don't understand how how USC is that much better of a job than Oklahoma. I don't like I don't really understand it. I understand they paid him a lot of money. I understand they paid him a lot, and and that Oklahoma didn't match the money. I I, I understand that. But that's that. the thing, though. The problem at USC has just been they're they're not willing to put money into the football program the last decade that they used to, and this is a clear sign that they are jumping in. Like because yes. if you want to compete at the top right. level. Right. You have to be willing to spend at the top level. Clearly, they're doing that here. You listed off all the things that they're doing for Lincoln Riley. Like, yeah, yeah. The only way you go get Lincoln Riley here if you're USC is if you are willing to absolutely jump into those waters where you just open your pocketbooks and just let it go. How many, like, this kneecaps Oklahoma. Like, I know, I understand there's, there's, I think like Joel Klatt is out there. Just, he's almost a PR person for him at this point. Like, this isn't a big deal. They're going to be okay. Like the sky is not falling. No, the sky is falling. The sky <laughs> is actually falling for them. Their, their whole class, which was a, a, almost a top ranked class was from California. And all of those guys in the, like in the first three or four hours decommitted all of them, like they all left. That's like your whole program left. There's rumors that Alex Grinch might join him, um, that his He's co-offensive. There. Is he already there? Is that confirmed? Yeah. Okay. So so Grinch is there, and I think is the, is the offensive coordinator there as well? Uh, I'm like not sure about that one. I think With, I think the receivers coach, the defensive okay. coordinator, and their uh, strength and conditioning coach. Th- that's like moving the whole program out. Like that's, that's yeah. all the big shots, and you take all the recruits with you uh like that's an issue for like that's not good like i i know people are like it's gonna be okay it's gonna i not i'm not so sure like like when have we ever seen anything like that before where it's just a mass exodus from somewhere i mean the only thing you could say was maybe comparable is when like kirby left alabama but even then saban's still there you know like kirby took maybe a few recruits with him but saban kept almost everybody you know like coordinator that right this is a head coach and then all of the coordinators on a playoff caliber team with a uh, extremely loaded class of five stars and he takes them all with him like i i've never seen anything like it it's 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 wild and, and for lincoln okay why does lincoln want to go to usc why does he want to go there i think there's a few reasons um to me, okay, Oklahoma's going to the SEC, and I'm not saying he's scared of the SEC or anything like that. Right. But there, Oklahoma will never be a top three brand in the SEC. Mm. USC is unquestionably the number one brand on the entire West Coast. He can go to USC. He can – and this is where we, – we talked a little bit about where USC stands in the – in the grand scheme of things as a brand, this is the one major advantage they have over your LSU and your Florida and your Oklahoma, your Texas, your Notre Dame. They, they're all alone. Oregon is a solid number two, but they're, they're not one B. They're not even, it's a, it's clearly USC and then everyone else. And California is still a huge hotbed of talent. Lincoln right. Riley has done a good enough job. Like he is all, all these quarterbacks that have been leaving California. Yeah. Uh, yeah I know. I, I talked, I talked earlier this year about how Notre Dame has like the top two receivers in the state of California committed. Yeah. DJ Williams, one of the commits, he's openly flirting now with USC. Like, <laughs> like yeah. 
Notre Dame probably has a 25% chance of holding on to him. Like he's basically gone. He's going to USC. Lincoln Riley, I'm not convinced that he is an incredible, like I still think we have to see him prove that he's a top three, like development and game day coach and all that. But as far like the recruiting there, like, yeah, USC, I think going forward is going to be a top five recruiter once again. Yeah. Like they used to be. Like and, and right away too. Right away. Right away. Like now. Yeah. Immediately. I know. Yes. No, I know. And that's a that, yes. That, that's a like it feels like a like just like a, a shift, like in not just momentum, but but like structure of college football, even too. Like like things have changed. Things have changed. You look at the California kids that are playing on the East Coast, you can it's easy to mention like Bryce Young and DJ Young who are, you know, Cali kids that are are you know starting and, and starring. Um, for for Bama and Clemson, respectively. Like, and then even you go into even more of that. Like, like Georgia's true freshman tight end Brock Bowers, one of the best. I, I mean, he's from Fresno. You know, like yeah. California kid. If he just keeps these kids at home, if he keeps these kids at home, like he he walks into a, a top five, probably a top three class every year, and is is he's not even challenged really out there. Yeah. Like, like who's gonna, I mean, you mentioned Oregon and, and Oregon is um, a legitimate candidate, but they're not num- like, they're not USC and they don't have the pool that USC does um, just kind of, I guess, because of the location, but like the PAC 12 is theirs now, right? Yeah. I, now I don't know that it's going to be immediate because I think there are some cracks. I mean, there's definitely cracks in the foundation at USC they need to get better on the lines their their recruiting rankings would suggest they still have pretty good talent i i think it's some of that is overrated like i don't think they're actually a top 15 roster right now um but give it three years and they are going to be basically what ohio state is now i think like oh yeah like i i really believe they're they're going to have top two offense every year at worst (laughs) and they're also going to have a lot of talent on defense it's maybe another way of looking at is they're going to be oklahoma but like better like the (laughs) oklahoma we've seen the last few years but with better talent on both sides of the ball uh yeah i i mean i like i like to disagree um no i i i don't there's no reason why they can't be, you know what I mean? There is yeah. zero reason why they can't be because there's nothing and nobody out there. And if he could, if he can, okay. What he needs to do though, I, I will say what he does need to do is he needs to make a playoff because it's easy to do or easier to do out there. He needs to go undefeated and make a playoff out there. And that could be a couple years in the making. And even if it takes two or three years, if he can do that, then he legitimizes himself. I think one thing that he can't do is because he has momentum right now, right? Like he's going to flip everybody. Like he's going to get yeah. his whole Oklahoma class. He's going to bring in all these 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 California kids, and they're, he's going to commit. Like they're going to commit there soon. Like that's that's happening now, and so so he has momentum right now. But what happens if if he if he wins nine or ten games next year, which feels like that would be good. But what happens if he wins nine or ten games the year after that? You know, do you know what I'm saying? Like, like what happens if he doesn't immediately vault them to that status? Because then he kind of becomes Lincoln Riley, the guy who can't actually win a playoff game because he he hasn't yet. I think I know. I think I understand your concern with that. But I I do think like he has already made several playoffs as a head coach. 
And sure. I do think the recruiting is going to be a plus plus from day one. Of course. So I, yeah, I think even if his, maybe his third recruiting class or whatever might suffer if, you know, if they haven't top 10 wins yet or whatever by that point. Right. That, but I, I think he, as long as he's starting to like win the pac 12 slash make the playoff by year three or four, I think he'll be fine because he'll have plenty of talent on the roster by that point. And as long as they're not screwing it up, which, you know, it's USC that could still happen. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think if you made me choose between, if you made me decide, uh, will USC make a playoff in the next three years? Yeah, I'm, I'm going yes. Really? Yeah. So currently USC, and this is the, this is the 2022 class, but USC currently has the ninth ranked class in the Pac-12. <laughs> uh, in the yeah, so nine out of twelve, they are behind Cal, Oregon State, Colorado, Arizona, Stanford, obviously Oregon, but they only have seven commits right now, or eight. Sorry, yeah. they have eight commits. Eight commits. He's it hasn't been fill, pretty. He's gonna fill that thing up though. He's gonna fill that class yes. up. He is absolutely gonna fill that class up, and they're gonna finish probably one or two, I would say, in in the in the in the Pac-12. Like he's gonna vault them, and like he he's bringing a lot of juice. Um, and something like we, we've, we've never seen something like that. Like, like even Saban, like when he first went to Alabama, like he had a little bit, but I don't think it was quite to this extent because, because recruiting wasn't as much of a momentum thing back then. Like, I think now like it's all so momentum-y, like it, everything just, it comes and goes and yeah, like, like teams just get hot and like some, sometimes they just stay hot. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, I, Hey, that's. I guess that's good. I guess this is good for football, right? Isn't this good for football that we have good teams? We need USC to be good again, right? I think this is good for football. It kind of sucks for my team. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, on the recruiting thing, like, yeah, like most most coaches, when they go to a new job, like you get hired in December and early signing day is now in the middle of December. Like most coaches the last several years have not had good first classes. It's just not something that happens. Right. I think he's going to have a solid first class. Oh yeah. 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 But then he's going to kill his second class. Like it's in 2023. 20, yeah. Yeah. The class of 23, I think yeah. for USC is going to be ridiculous. Um, and as long as he is just solid in this first class, like mm-hmm. the roster will be in good shape, you know, two, three years down the road. Because the next couple classes after this one are going to be ridiculous. I agreed. Agreed. I I will say, and maybe just enough kind of on Lincoln, but like this, this is about to get bonkers. Because like now Oklahoma needs a coach. They're going to go get a top guy who's going to, I mean, they're going to, it felt, it would have felt like they could have got whoever they wanted. Now it does, it, their reputation did take a hit. Like it's a bit of a rebuild there now. Like he's kind of leaving with, yeah, he's he's leaving with all with with the vault. Um, Lincoln Riley is, but like it's still a really good job. It is a good job. Yeah. Like this this guy is falling, but like they do have money to go get someone who can like put this guy back in place. Like like they can go get a legitimate guy there, but they need to do it now. Like they have to do it now. Like they, I think so, right? Like I don't think you can just have a missed class like this where everyone just decommits and then just be okay and act like nothing happened. I think the short term is pretty bleak like i don't think they're going to like no matter who they hire here i don't think they're going to have a great class yeah this year um but well you've seen the name brent venables yes Clemson defensive coordinator former oklahoma defensive coordinator yeah 
Um, he's been dude. I don't know. Picky. I don't about. I don't know about Oklahoma. Like, do you really want him if you're Oklahoma? Like, okay, he has, he's a good D coordinator. He's a good D coordinator. But that's not like what Oklahoma is. Like Oklahoma is like they're more like the Mike Leach type of guy than a Brett Venables type of guy. Sure, but you could argue that Oklahoma is so much known for their offense. If he hires a good offense and a coordinator, like they'll still get the offensive recruits and he'll be able to raise the ceiling of their defense significantly. This is true. So I'm not saying it would be an upgrade or anything, but I th- I do think he would be a very good hire for Oklahoma. Right. Um yeah, and man, like this 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 offseason is just shifting everything. Like if Clemson, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. If Clemson loses Brent Venables, like no. Oh Scott, my dude. Yeah, what like, happens to them? What happens to them? He's been the cornerstone there for a while and now they're seeing cracks. Like this was the first year we've seen cracks in that Clemson program in what, 6 years. This is the first time in like 6 or 7 years they haven't made the playoff. And it's yeah. crazy. Like they made the playoff every year. And like yeah, he's like there's been cracks the one, and he's gone. I know. He's the guy. He's, been he's the, the rock. guy. Yeah. He, I know. And it's still Clemson. Like, I do think they could make a great hire to replace him, but it's still a hire you have to nail, you know? Right. Like, yeah. if, if, yeah, especially, and they have an offensive hire to make too, by the way. I don't know yeah. what's going to happen with Tony Elliott. <laughs> I know. This is a very big offseason for Clemson. This is this is correct. And for, for a bunch of schools. This is going to be a bunch of schools yes. that are going to be doing this. I saw maybe, like, talk about, like, maybe possibly getting King, Cliff Kingsbury out of the NFL back into the Big mm. 12. Um, well, I guess, and then directly into the SEC. Um, I, yeah, kind of doubt that maybe, kind of doubt it. Yeah. But maybe Josh Heupel was a name that was also floated, uh, sure. the the Tennessee coach, which I think would just be hilarious. Tennessee gets a guy that's working, and then, like, yeah, he's gone, just as Kiffin did and everyone else. But, yeah, I don't know. Hey, and then maybe Lane, Lane Kiffin can – Maybe Kiffin to Oklahoma. We rumor Kiffin for every job, don't we? Like, we yeah. literally rumor Kiffin sure. for every job. But maybe he could go to Oklahoma. That would work out. Well, okay. So, here, speaking of Tigers that play at Death Valley, LSU wanted Lincoln Riley. Like, they wanted Lincoln Riley bad. And they just lost him to USC. D- d- okay. Did they want him bad? Like, are we uh, yes. Are we sure? Are we sure? Who could they have hired that would have been better? Yeah. No, valid. Valid. I just... There are people out there. There is a belief that that LSU never did want Lincoln Riley, and that they were. That sounds like what you say when you lose out on the guy you wanted. <laughs> well, but okay, yeah. well, let's just get down to it. So, do Lane Kiffin, Mario Cristobal, where do you think LSU goes? I I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's it's this... because you could argue that. Lincoln Riley was probably who they wanted, and Billy Napier, who went to Florida, was. The in-state guy from Louisiana, and I don't we've think been talking they about, actually wanted him. We've been talking about Napier to to LSU before the season even really started. Like, yeah. like we talked about that in like one of our first pods together, where it was like like he's next door and he knows recruiting. He's like he's literally living there in Louisiana already. Just go get him, and and they didn't even try. Like they didn't even try. And then Florida go gets him. I I I, I will say if that hire works out. It makes LSU look really bad. And if it doesn't look, work out, the fact that he's in LSU's backyard and LSU didn't want him makes Florida look kind of like they reached, you know? So, yeah. l- like, no matter – yeah, like, there's going to be a lot of shuffling here, and there's – there is most of the action still ahead of us. Like, I think we're just getting started good 
and this could be a, uh, a a crazy time to be a college football head coach or coordinator. Yeah. By the way, like this is all kind of assuming that Brian Kelly does not go to LSU. Yeah, um, he might. We find out the day after Lincoln Riley goes to USC that LSU is targeting Brian Kelly. So I would, to me, that that makes it sound like he's he was their choice after Lincoln Riley. Um, and if you don't think that Lincoln Riley was the guy they wanted, then that means you're thinking that they wanted Brian Kelly over Lincoln Riley, which I guess is an arguable take. But as a Notre yeah. Dame fan, I would disagree. And I'm not I ha- I'm not even one of those guys that's hard on Brian Kelly. I think he's an imperfect coach, but he's a very good one. I think he, he would is. be a he would be a very good hire for LSU. But I really do think that they would rather have Lincoln Riley. Sure. His coaching job this year, I think, is one of his more impressive coaching jobs, given yes. that you just came off a playoff, like a playoff berth, and, and you lost so much. And then to still, like, you're not, you're probably not going to make the playoff unless just mass things happen ahead of you. I, I know I did pick, we both picked Notre Dame to make the playoff just a couple of weeks ago, yeah. um, and, and we did not think that Oklahoma State would become the player that they are. Um, but, yeah, hey, if, if Houston wins, and if Georgia wins and Houston wins, um, you, you might still get in there, but I still think like this is still one of his his most impressive coaching jobs just to get that team back to where they are. You've only lost one game. Um, I think your over under was nine and a half. The season win total over under at the beginning of the yeah. year, I think it was nine and a half or ten. And yeah, massively uh, you you went way above that. So yeah, he's he's better than I thought he was, Kelly. And I I do think it might be a little bit of a reach for Notre Dame. Like I don't know if they could get him, but like I don't know that he'd fit in there. Like I don't know if they'd want him. LSU, you mean? Correct. Yes. Yeah, it's funny seeing the reactions on Twitter. I I, I spent a little bit of time today just kind of looking at the reactions of LSU fans, and it's very mixed. Like, you have some people like, oh, that would be a very good hire. And then other people are like, what in the world? That would be the worst hire. (laughs) And and I think probably a lot of that is just people hate Notre Dame and therefore Brian Kelly. But I do think he would be a good hire for LSU. Um, And – Look, if Ed Orgeron and Les Miles can win titles at LSU, I think Brian Kelly can do it too. <laughs> yeah, no, I I know. There's, yeah, there's there's a lot lot to be said on Twitter. Twitter's a fun place in the middle of coaching shirt <laughs> search. I will say it's you get to watch. I don't know if you watch the the plane trackers. Um, I watch some of like you know like the private planes. Everyone's tracking the oh, planes. Yeah. <laughs> Plane tracking season, and that is yes, that is official. Here's here's a really good one. It says Brian Kelly looks like he thinks Sprite is too spicy. How is he a culture fit for LSU? <laughs> it was like yeah, valid point, valid point. <laughs> oh man! All right. Um, I guess just a few other hires that happened. We don't have to talk about them really, but um, Washington filled their vacancy with Kalen DeBoer, who was Fresno State's coach. Yeah. Previously, he was Indiana's offensive coordinator, has done a really good job everywhere he's been. Yes. A yes, name that is. most casual college football fans don't know, but I think he could do very well at Washington. Sonny Dykes. Hire. Yeah, it's it is. Hire. Sonny Dykes went to TCU. That was the nation's worst kept secret for a while. Um, yeah. yeah, I know. We yeah, all there's know. a few others that happened. We don't have to go over those. Um, those. Those are kind of the main ones that have gone down so far. Um, yeah, and you know, who knows? By the time everyone's listening to this, three more things could have already happened. <laughs> yep, Ellen. true. Yes. Should we get into the games? Yeah, Should let's get, get into the, the games this weekend. Um, it starts Friday night with the Pac-12 championship. Yeah. Rematch of a game that happened a little over a week ago. Oregon is playing Utah in Las Vegas. Um, Utah is a three-point favorite. Obviously, they destroyed Oregon the first matchup, which ended the Pac-12's chance at the playoff. 
Um, do you have any interest in this game at all since we already saw it and there's really no stakes? <laughs> um, not really. I mean, I, I will have Oregon. It's going to be one of my locks of the week. Oregon okay. to cover. Um, yeah. They're, so they're it's one of your free. five to watch. It is. Well, okay. okay. There's only so many ranked on ranked games. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I'm going to, I'm going to watch this one. Obviously Georgia, Alabama is like, I mean, yeah. Game of the year, yeah. Michigan, Iowa, there's a playoff berth, you know, at, at, at stake. So I think you need to watch that. Uh, what does that make three for me? And then I'm going to go Baylor, Oklahoma, Oklahoma state. Sorry. That's, yeah. that's going to be one of mine as well. And that's number four. Just because there's still a playoff berth, I guess, at stake in that one. Like, if Oklahoma State wins, they're in. Like, I think you yeah. have to watch. Like, they're pretty much playoff games, at least for one team. Like, it's a it's win or go home for everyone except, I think, Georgia, pretty much. So, yeah. Um, and then Houston-Cincinnati is, is going to sure. be the other one. So, like, that's my five. And I, I understand that, you know, I left out Pitt, Wake Forest, and, and the reason is simple. Um, they're in the ACC, and no <laughs> one really cares. So, <laughs> So yeah, you pretty much went over all the games I, I had written down to talk about. There's other conference championship games to talk about, but those are the six. Um, it's the Power Five leagues, and it's Houston, Cincinnati, and the a- AAC yeah. um, because of the stakes. By the way, I said there's no stakes in Oregon, Utah. There's still a Pac-12 championship on the line, but it, but it's not playoff stakes. And I guess, yeah, that, if we had a 12-team playoff or an 18-team playoff, there would be stakes for sure. Right. <laughs> For, for me, I guess, I just put the Pac-12 in just because Oregon-Utah was better than Pittsburgh-Wake. Like, yeah. you, know what I, you know what I mean? Like that, and yeah, I guess that My was... My fifth choice also came there. down to those two. Yeah. Okay, and you did not pick the same? I actually went with Pitt-Wake just okay because it was different and unique, and it's, yeah. Okay. Throw them a bone. <laughs> I, I think and it's we, really... it's They need a bone, by the way. Like, yeah. the, the ACC needs a bone. How cool is it? Like, I, I just... I know, we're just throwing this in just for free, but like... The AAC has a more their 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 championship game actually has a playoff berth on the line, and the ACC and the Pac-12 do not. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Like like that's the fourth most interesting game of the week yeah. is Cincy Houston. Like and and there yeah you have two Power Five conferences that are lagging behind that. Yeah, um, you mentioned either Oregon or Utah um, yeah. is one of your locks. I. Which way are you going on that? I have Oregon. I have Oregon covering the three. Covering yeah, the Utah, three. Utah's favored, but I'm going with Oregon to cover that. Are you concerned at all about Mario Cristobal? We talked a lot about coaches. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think maybe he's on the short list for LSU? Obviously, we, they're targeting Brian Kelly. He looks like he's staying. I mean, wh- where else okay. is he gonna? Where else is he gonna go? You know what I mean? Like Florida was a fit. Like we thought Florida might be a right. fit. People talked about Miami maybe being a fit, but like we don't really know. Um, and. Yeah, like like I th- I think that like LSU is a possibility, but they're clearly looking other places right now. So, like I right now he's staying where he's at, you know, in a in a much improved, much more competitive Pac-12, which yeah. is, I think it's gonna be fun seeing Cristobal versus versus Lincoln Rally. I think that that sure. would actually make like like this is a big move for the for the Pac-12. Um, I, I think it's really cool. Yeah, good for them. I think my thinking for Cristobal was just if you're him. All of a sudden, you're not. It's looking like you probably won't be the big dog anymore, <laughs> right? Yeah. And maybe it would be a good time to take an take an SEC job like LSU if they if they offer, which maybe yeah. he would. Um, but right. I think he, you know, they have to wait and see if Brian Kelly takes a job, and then LSU might move on to other options. Um, but just something to keep in mind. Sure. All right, that's Friday night. Saturday is when the rest of these games happen. Baylor versus Oklahoma State in Arlington. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, Oklahoma State. It's it feels like it's probably like if chalk happens, all the favorites win. It's going to be Oklahoma State or Notre Dame for that four seed. Yeah, Oklahoma State could go as high as three though. Like, do you feel pretty strongly that they probably control their own destiny here? Ah, uh, yes, Oklahoma State. If they win, I believe they're in. I. Well, okay, hang on. I guess it comes down to whether I think Alabama is going to be Georgia, which I do not. I, th- I think Georgia will win that one. So, like, I, I'm, 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 yeah, basing all this on the premise that like Georgia beats Alabama and Alabama's out with two losses, and yeah, like in that case, I think Oklahoma State's a lock. However, that, yeah, I think Oklahoma State has to win, and they do need a little bit of help. They need a little bit of help. But I will say, given how crazy like the last couple of weeks have been. I don't think we're just going to see chalk this week. Like I yeah. do not think we're going to see chalk this week. My, it will be reflected in my locks. Um, I will Baylor will be one of my locks that I have them right. cut the five and a half um, against Oklahoma state let down game for Oklahoma state right off bedlam. Um, not at home anymore. This is a neutral site. So I have Baylor. Yeah. They've been just lurking in the weeds there and they got a big win, kind of sneaky win. They had to battle to get it against Texas tech last week, but they got it. Um, yeah, and yeah, and playing for a, a Big 12 championship, I, I think they cover. I think they cover. Not saying they win outright, but I think they cover. I think it's close. That's that was where I was going to go. I was going to ask you if they win outright. Um, they are without their quarterback who got hurt. Um, I forget his name. Sorry, Bohannon. Yeah, Bohannon. Yeah. Yep. Um, do you feel? I don't know that he was necessarily the key to their success anyway. Right. Do you yeah. feel like it makes a big difference? Because Baylor, I mean, they, they have come on pretty strong late in the second half of the season. Are you worried at all about Oklahoma State? I mean, they did just come off a huge emotional win in Bedlam against Oklahoma. Do you think that has any bearing here? Or is it like, do you feel like, okay, they have the playoff in their sight? Like, this is once a decade type of thing for them. Yeah. Like, they're not going to lose focus. They're just going to go ahead and beat Baylor, even if it's by a field goal. Well, I for me, it's not so much about Baylor. The reason I would want to make a, a pick is because just of, of the letdown that Oklahoma State had from last week. I think sure. that was their Super Bowl. I mean, like it literally was their Super Bowl. And yeah, you won it. And it was, it was a come, come from behind win when you came back from, yeah, two scores in, you know, in the second half. And you came back and you won. And you played better than them. And that's like, congrats to you. Mm-hmm. But I, I think there is a, an element of letdown after that where, you know, seven days later, you have to go play an early game against Baylor, who is just kind of sitting there like, they, you know, like they've just been kind of hanging out there. And you get to go against a really good coach, a good coaching staff and Dave Aranda. Um, we like what he's done there. Right. So, like, for me, it's more about Oklahoma State and a letdown game just coming off of like a really big high on national TV. I think they're maybe a little overvalued. I think everyone saw that game and like thinks, oh, like Oklahoma State's a playoff team. And I would pump the brakes on that just a little bit. Okay. All right. The SEC championship game, Georgia is playing Alabama. Everyone believes Georgia's in regardless of what happens. Um, yes. Alabama clearly, I think they need to win or they need just a ton of chaos and, and a close loss here. Like, right. Um, Georgia's a six and a half to seven point favorite here. Yeah. Um, Georgia is a one touchdown favorite against Alabama. How does that make you feel, Ashton? Oh, man. I okay. We've talked about this last last pod. My my head tells me Georgia will win by two or three touchdowns. 
but my heart knows that this is a three-point game late in the fourth quarter. Like, like I'm, ah, I'm very conflicted about it. I think Georgia will win because I think Georgia is a better football team. I, I want no part of this number at all. I, I didn't say by how much. Um, I, I didn't. I, yeah, I have no idea what, what the score will be. I, I don't know the game flow at all. This is going to be a war. Like, this is going all, all of what Alabama does. Like. Georgia is what Alabama used to be and like in a year where like running the ball is kind of cool again like it's kind of fashionable like we saw Michigan you know like punish Ohio State like Alabama gets beat physically like we saw that and like by good you know by, by people that have good pass rush and and like Georgia's going to get after going to they're really going to get after that offensive line Alabama will not be able to run the ball at almost at all um Brian Robinson is probably not going to be playing uh went down with a hamstring there in the game against Auburn so yeah and they, they don't really have any other good running backs which is crazy to say about about Alabama that's, like that's wild so yeah I I think they're going to be one-dimensional man like and they're they're going to they're they're going to score points like you're not going to hold them scoreless I don't think like I think that's that's crazy unless someone gets ejected again but yeah like I I, I like Georgia I like Georgia to win I have if, if I had to lean one, one way or another, I think Georgia will probably win by seven or slightly more. But yeah, no no confidence at all, just because I'm a Georgia fan. I'm way too emotionally invested in this. <laughs> uh, and I've seen it go wrong way too many times. Alabama, the last time they were not favored in a game, the last time Alabama was not favored in a game was in 2015, where they went to Athens and proceeded just to absolutely pummel Georgia like it like they just like just beat the brakes off of it off that Georgia team and it was like that and we favored in Alabama in every game since you know and have been right to do so so yes it, it is all these things like you pretty much just have to go ahead and you can't really care about you know like like speaking things into existence. I know like the whole knock on wood, like you better go knock. I've been, yeah, me and my friends, like, Hey, you knock on wood. Like, cause I say, you know, George has won the title. like, you watch your mouth. You know, <laughs> we haven't won anything yet. It's like, I, I might as well just go ahead and put it all on myself. Like, yes, Georgia is the best team this year. They should win a national championship this year. They are better than Alabama and they should beat Alabama. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to be nervous, man. If, if Bama gets in, if Bama wins and gets in, I, I, yeah, that's a whole nother level of nervous. I don't really care to go to. I haven't had to go to that headspace yet. Um, let's just go ahead and let's just beat them now. You have to beat them now and yeah. knock them out. You got a chance. Knock them out. I was going to go to the, the favorite thing. Yeah. Also, in the past 12 years, this is the second time Alabama has been an underdog. Yeah. So you have to go back to 2009 before your 2015 one that you mentioned. Right, right. Which is just ridiculous to think about. Um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, I I think I would have been a little more nervous for Georgia before I saw the way Alabama's offensive line got wrecked by Auburn. Pummeled, pummeled, just yep. wrecked. It, yep. it was not pretty. Yeah. But like I mentioned in our last pod, there's still that little part of me that remembers it's Stetson Bennett. <laughs> I know, dude. Don't get okay. That's the bad part. Is that if you're Alabama. And you want to bet Alabama. Say like you really feel good about Alabama, you know, plus six and a half. You get the greatest coach of all time and a significant talent advantage at quarterback. Significant. Like that that's terrifying. That is scary. Like And the rest of your players all play for Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. 
I know. And they're all, yeah, five stars. And they, they, their offensive line, even though, like, they do have some NFL guys, but, like, that's what gives me, like, some, some hope. Like, it's just yeah. that, okay, because Georgia's defensive line is much better than Auburn's. Auburn has a good defensive line. Georgia's is better. Georgia's yeah. outstanding. They're going to get after the quarterback. They can get after the quarterback with four or five guys. I think they need to blitz um, Bryce Young. I think they need to get a lot of pressure, beat him up. Um, I, yeah, I think it matters. Um, it's it's going to be fun. It's for sure the game to watch of the week. I think you yes. have to watch this game. Agreed. Okay, Houston is at Cincinnati. Cincinnati at a 10.5-point favorite against a, a Houston team that I believe lost their opener and has reeled off 11 straight wins since then. I think I have that right. Um, any reason to think that Cincinnati might blow this here? Like, this is the group of five's best chance ever to make the playoff. Yeah. Does it go up in flames, or does Cincinnati hold serve? I think they hold serve. I think. Okay. What do you think? I lean that way because I, I trust them. Yeah. But I also wouldn't be shocked just based on the way Houston's been playing. And they have been playing very well this year down the stretch. Mm. Like, I do think there's a chance that something weird happens. You know, turnovers, the great equalizer. Yep. Houston, who knows what they come up with. But, yeah, like, I definitely would pick Cincinnati here. Straight up, um, I, I'm not touching the spread. I don't, I don't have any strong <laughs> feelings either yeah. way. But yeah, like there, is, there's a non-zero chance that Cincinnati blows this for sure. What, what are your locks? What are your locks of the week? I have them down to three. I'm still thinking about them. Okay, all right. <laughs> you want to go on to Michigan, Iowa? Shall we go to that one? Yes. The other, the next one here is the Big Ten championship game: Iowa against Michigan in Indianapolis. Michigan is a ten and a half to eleven point favorite. Yeah. Coming off the biggest win they've had in 20 years. I know. I know. You talk about letdown games, man. Like this here yeah. is in, like, we're not sure. Okay. We weren't sure about Harbaugh and he, he rewrote a lot of narratives on Saturday, right? Like he, he, yeah, just, he proved everyone wrong, but like, I would feel much worse if this was, I think maybe Wisconsin or if, if this was like a, a, a more, a more, yeah, more balanced Iowa team. Like, like I think Michigan can play bad and still beat Iowa. Like, I think that they're they're that much better than them. But yeah, again, not touching the point spread because I, I I really don't know. Do you think there's a chance that they just completely blow it? Like, not talking about the point spread, but wouldn't it almost be the most Michigan thing <laughs> just to show up flat? You mean just and just, just and and just lose to Iowa with yeah. three three turnovers. Yeah, and it's all of a sudden seventeen to thirteen, and there's two minutes left on the clock, and they have to go eighty yards, and they just can't do it. It could easily happen. Like that's the bad <laughs> part is that it could very easily happen. Um, I I I want to see. I'm a Georgia fan, so I really want to see Michigan in the playoff. Sure. But like, yeah, please, please, Lord, help it be them and not Ohio State. <laughs> but well, it won't be Ohio State. I, I well, don't think Ohio State can make somehow it. Alabama's gonna somehow get in there, man. Like. <laughs> I mean, it might be just like some PTSD that I have still, but like Alabama's worrisome. No, I think Michigan, Michigan's better. And like, they talk about yeah. being different, like their quarterback, like McNamara after the game, he's like, I've told you guys all year, like we're different. We're different. Like, like, okay. And they, and they showed us that they were, here's yeah. another chance that they have to like, like you have to be different now. Like you can't be like what you used to be. Whereas like old Michigan would, yeah. Like just completely fumble this away. You have to be different now, and you have to show up and be intense against Iowa. Mm -hmm. Are you concerned at all? The, the, the difference in 
the game was was the lines. Yeah. The offensive line of Michigan yes. controlled Ohio State's defensive line. Yeah. And their defensive line controlled Ohio State's offensive line. Are you concerned at all that Iowa's kind of known for their line play? And Which that, they are. Yeah. Yeah. And that maybe that's a bit of an equalizer and Michigan has to win this with playmakers on the outside which they could do they they're definitely better than iowa when it comes to playmakers i I just don't know that iowa can score man like like i don't know like if you held the ohio state offense to 27 points like what 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 makes me think that i was going to be able to put up any more than 10 you know Mm -hmm. so in in that way like like i feel pretty good like i think you know let's let's put up three touchdowns and get out of here 21 to 10 you know so yeah like like that's maybe more where i i'm thinking and i guess that does maybe slightly cover yeah i would the 10 and a half so yeah i'd lean michigan to be okay just because i think their defense can completely shut down iowa like i believe that yeah okay but let's before we move on to playoff positioning let's just go ahead and mention the acc championship game yet yeah, Pitt versus Wake Forest in Charlotte, just as everyone predicted. I'm kidding. Obviously, we all thought it was going to be Clemson against either North Carolina or Miami. Yes. Um, props to these school these schools. Like these are not schools that have had a ton of success recently. Um, well <laughs> done. I have I have nothing to say bad about these schools. Like it's shout out to my guy Hans, the Wake Forest fan. <laughs> Still the only Wake Forest fan he's, I know, and probably ever he's, will. He's the only one, man. There's he's nobody the else. And props to him. Like this has to feel so good. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. Like, what are they gonna do? Go to the orange? If they win this game, they go to the Orange Bowl and play who? Like, a I think really... it's the Peach. Do they go to the Peach? I'm pretty because sure. Because oh yeah, the, yeah, you're right. The, the Orange, orange is playoff is part this year. of playoff this year. That's right. That's yeah. right. I'm still thinking BCS. I thought the yeah. ACC always went to the Orange. What am I doing? Yeah, they, they, you're right. They probably would go to the Peach because the Orange now has has is a playoff game. So right. But even then, what, what are you gonna do? Like, who who would they get? They'd probably have to play someone like like Ohio State, probably. Like, would so, they get someone like that? If I, I believe well, it would pro- be an at large bid. So it might be Ohio State. Um, I know there was. So Alabama, maybe. I'm aware of this Alabama. a little bit because I'm a Notre Dame fan. If Cincinnati does not make the playoff, then it'd be Cincy. Yeah, they will be in the Fiesta, and Notre Dame would be in the Peach. Oh, so really? Then it would okay. Be Notre Dame, but nice. most likely Cincinnati will make the playoff. So, which would put Notre Dame, if they're not in the playoff, in the Fiesta. So I'm not sure who the Peach would have in that situation. Um, but regardless, like for Pitt and Wake Forest, if you make a New Year's Six bowl game here and you You're won chilling. the ACC, yeah. like. Put the yep. trophy on the mantle, man. Like, that's a great season. <laughs> be happy for the next 30 years because yes. it might be the only one you get. Okay, our locks, you already mentioned yours, are Oregon plus three, Baylor yeah. plus five and a half. Yeah. I'm going to do it. So I'm going to go with Georgia minus six and a half. Okay, yeah. No, that, yeah, okay, and, I, I feel you. And then I'm going Iowa plus 11 just because of the letdown Ooh. spot for Michigan. Yeah, I do think Michigan is clearly better than Iowa. I expect them to win by seven to ten, but seven to ten is fewer than eleven. Um, yeah, and I know very clearly that this could go like Michigan could blow them out. They could be <laughs> they could ride the high of beating Ohio State and actually be yeah. better off. But I yeah, do think right. there's probably a bit of a emotional letdown here. That was such a monumental win by them. Um, so I'm just gonna take Iowa to cover. I do think Michigan wins the game outright. Okay, nice. So nice, let's talk nice. about playoff positioning here. I just wrote down the okay. I think there's six teams that have a realistic shot, and there's two more that like have just the slightest Armageddon shot. So right. I'm just, I'm just going to list these. I think in order of 
how they control their destiny, basically. Okay. Um, Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Oklahoma State, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, Baylor, and Iowa. Threw those <laughs> last two in there just in case, like, everyone <laughs> <Okay>. loses. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How does Iowa get in? So they, they beat Michigan, right? Alabama loses to Georgia, right? Yes. Cincinnati would have to lose. Let's yeah. Let's say Baylor beats Oklahoma State, Cincinnati loses, and then you're probably looking at that point. You'd be looking at Georgia, Notre Dame, probably Alabama, and then it would either be Baylor or Iowa, maybe for the last spot. So that's right. like the one way. Right. One of those teams could make it, and that's assuming they drop a one-loss Cincinnati below them. So. Like it's the it's you know it's like a one percent chance or something. Yeah, sure. <laughs> what what is your four? By the way, can we just can we just just like week before predictions? Might might as well just throw them out there. Why not? I got Georgia one, okay. Michigan two. Yeah. Man, <laughs> I think I'm gonna go Cincinnati three. Even though yeah. I just listed no, that's right. Oklahoma that's right. State above them. Yep. And my four. I think I'm going to go Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. that's very chalky. That's suggesting that all of the favorites will win. Yep. I and I and so in this situation, Notre Dame would end up five. I actually feel like Notre Dame probably has a better than fifty percent chance of making it. What? Because really? Okay. Because here's what here's what needs to happen. So one of, sorry, two of Alabama. Michigan, Oklahoma State, and Cincinnati have to lose. Yeah, right. I think Alabama's going to lose to Georgia. Yep. So now you just need one upset out of Michigan, Oklahoma State, and Cincinnati. You just need one of the three. I think it's slightly more likely than 50% that one of those three loses. I have no idea which one. I wouldn't pick against any of them. But I think there's at least a 50-50 chance that one of those three loses. Yeah. No, I I would actually agree. Like I I picked Baylor, right? That's one of my locks. Like I I think that one's going possibly outright. I think Baylor pro- probably just beats them. Um uh, yes. Okay. So a couple of weeks ago what we did some just some playoff predictions, right? I believe I had Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Cincy 3, Notre Dame 4. Yeah. Um I'm not going to deviate from that yet. I'm going to stick with it and just let it ride another week, um which is the final week, I guess. Um, Michigan, by the way, just coming up so clutch for me over the week. Like, like you just don't understand how happy this Michigan win has made me. Like, it, it just made my weekend. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna stick with it. Georgia, um, and then and then Michigan, followed by Cincinnati, then Notre Dame. Okay. So do you? Yeah. I mean, okay. So Cincinnati wins. Oklahoma State wins. Let's say they beat Baylor by three. Okay. Oh, don't. Okay. Yeah. Like. Oklahoma and State gets in then. That's Oklahoma State. You think it's Oklahoma State? I, I think it has to be. Yeah. They're they're a champion a champion and and they have more they just have more impressive wins. Like I know yeah. that I know Notre Dame has the best loss, but Oklahoma State would just have better wins where you beat a good yeah. Baylor team and you beat a, a you know a, a really good um, Oklahoma team. So like I, I'd feel pretty good about about Oklahoma State getting in over Notre Dame, even though they might not be a better team. I think right. yeah, Notre Dame maybe beats them at a neutral site, but Notre Dame's not playing. Like Notre Dame has played their last game, and that hurts them this year. That really is an issue. The reason it hurts them, I think, is because in the preseason they had five top twenty-five teams in their schedule, mm-hmm. and four of them 
are flopped. no longer going to be ranked. They flopped. Yeah. Yeah. We thought Notre. We thought um, North Carolina was going to be good. Um, we thought USC maybe could be good. We thought, yeah, a lot of different stuff that we thought. Wisconsin. That Wisconsin kind of flopped. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, it happens. It happens. Yeah. I do think like this is the year where if Notre Dame does not make it, they will be kicking themselves <laughs> for losing to Cincinnati. Just because yeah. like if you're going like if you're going to ever have a chance under the current roster construction, like do it in a year when Oklahoma State and Michigan are also in the playoff. Like yeah. <laughs> most years you have to beat two Alabamas or two yeah. Clemsons. Right. This year there's Georgia and then there's everyone else. You'd need one upset and then you feel good about any other matchup. I will say this. It, with if if it is Michigan, Oklahoma State, and Cincinnati that get in beside Georgia, Georgia just mauls everybody. Like I think Georgia just kicks everybody, probably. So the teams that would scare you, Alabama's first. Yes. Ohio State second. Ohio okay, but let's go with this list here of these six. Like Bama would scare you clearly number two. After yeah. that, who scares you next amount? Like is it Notre Dame, Cincinnati? Cincinnati. I think it's Cincinnati. Okay. And, and the reason is is because like I've seen it happen. Yeah, um they almost like, beat like, you last year. They should have beat us last year. And that was yeah. in that was actually in twenty twenty one. Like that was the that was January first, twenty twenty one, and Cincinnati had this Georgia team beat. And yeah. and yeah, the, we got one of our, our DBs got really lucky and accidentally batted a pass away on a on a third and five. And, and we got the ball back and, and yeah, and hit a long field goal as time expired to win. So like, like Cincinnati is, is a really good team. They're very physical. I think they're, they're probably underrated. Cincinnati, Michigan is a matchup I would love to see. Um, yeah. I think, I think it'd be fascinating. I think it would be, it would be very physical, a lot of running. Um, it would be maybe a little bit old school, but I think those, both of those teams are really good. And then I think Georgia would probably mop the floor with Oklahoma state or Notre Dame, whoever got in. Yeah. Okay, man. There's a lot to go over. Should we yeah. check breaking news? See if Brian Kelly just went to the <laughs> I'm just gonna ref- I'm gonna refresh Twitter here just really quick. You never know, dude. It happens every like it's it, the problem is, oh my, thirteen minutes ago. This is Bleacher Report. Thirteen minutes ago, LSU were reportedly hired oh my goodness. Brian Kelly to be their next head coach. Oh my word. That's per Pete Thamel, <laughs> which is a that's, that's a reputable source. That's replacer report. Oh my oh. word! Wow. Whoa. <laughs> oh my goodness! Holy cow! So, <laughs> so they dropped the bag. Clearly, I guess this, this is you guys are getting my reaction live. Oh my goodness! Th- that's like insane ah wow maybe we should just take a little time to talk about this okay how much what do you think he's what do you think he's he's making what do you think he's gonna make i would guess it 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 has to be a big number because i think notre dame would have net would have matched anything up to at least 10. yeah i think right wow Wow, he's. They, I mean, they probably are paying him at more than ten. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. And I would guess they gave him a eight to ten year deal too. 
Uh, yeah, no question. No question. I think they probably stepped up. I'm still, yeah, just looking for details here of anything I can find. Yeah, no, I'm not really finding much as far as to how much they're paying him yet, but that's, that's crazy. Like that is, that's wild. I, I wonder, you see guys like, like Urban Meyer then sitting around in Jacksonville struggling, like in the NFL, like, and I know that he's had a, a tumultuous past in, in college football, but in an off season like this, you like, who does Notre Dame go for? Like, do you just, do you just, you can't just promote Marcus Freeman right away. He's never done it. He's never been a head coach. Like he's a recruit, good recruiter, good good defensive coordinator, no question. But he's still a rising star. Like he's not ready. Do you try to go for Luke Fickle? Like do you just try to bring the whole Cincinnati staff over to 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 South Bend? Those are the first two names I thought of. You, I mean, you definitely. I mean, Marcus Freeman's going to get an interview. Yeah. Luke Fickle is a guy I think they would definitely be high on. Um. I think Matt Campbell is probably a guy that would be on the list. I don't know right. if you actually go there. Right. Um, man, I'm shook right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, my. I, I, uh, Clark Lee would possibly be a guy they talk to. Um, I know a lot of the beat guys on the Notre Dame beat, like they love Clark Lee. They feel yeah, like but dude, I, coach. he's not. Hit. I know, I know. I don't like Clark Lee. I don't think he, it's Notre Dame though. Like you can go get someone elite, especially in this. And like, okay, here's where I didn't see what what I didn't see coming was like, these coaches, these coaching hires. They're going for head coaches that are established at other places, and they're getting them. Like, like we haven't seen, usually you, you'll try to go for someone, like you'll go for like a, a promising coordinator or a, yeah, like, like a coach, maybe like, like a Billy Napier, kind of like what Florida did. LSU and USC are like, screw it. Like, we're just going for like the biggest names we can get and guys that make the playoff regularly and we're going to get them. And they did. And that's, that's crazy that you can go get guys. Brian Kelly made the playoff last year. And, and, he might and make it this year. This would be the first time we've ever seen a coach leave like before like we don't know if they're gonna make the playoff or not like can you imagine a team playing in the playoff with an interim coach he might stay but like yeah it's one thing for lincoln riley to go to usc when yeah. oklahoma has nothing left to play for this year right right no he could, could still make it yeah they could literally be in the playoff without a sitting head coach Oh, because if you're Brian Kelly, how, how do you prepare for a playoff opponent and and recruit for LSU at the same time? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, this I is know, this is shockwaves right here. Like, it really is. Uh, yeah, I, for my personal preference, I I hope it's Marcus Freeman. I would be okay, I think, with Luke Fickle. Um, Luke Fickle would feel. Almost like poor man's Brian Kelly to me, though. And I don't yeah. mean like poor man's, like, I don't mean that as a slight necessarily. I'm not saying like 70% of Brian Kelly. I'm saying probably 90%. Right. Maybe he's better. He might be better. Yeah. But to me, I think Marcus Freeman would be the guy that, you know, that he could maybe improve the recruiting one more level, which they're going to have to do. I mean, their they're rival just hired Lincoln Riley. 
Okay, here's just Twitter's and Twitter is a phenomenal place right now. Uh, Marcus Freeman turned down LSU to work for Brian Kelly, who then left a playoff team to come work at LSU. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely unprecedented. Yeah. We, it is so rare for a coach to leave a blue blood to go to another blue blood, and now we're seeing it twice yeah. in the same off season. Yeah. I know. And we might not be done, by the way. Notre Dame can go do this to someone else, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Notre Dame, Notre Dame can have – you don't just have to settle for, for Fickle, who, who's probably going to make a playoff. <laughs> like, you don't have to yeah. settle for you – have, you can have Cincinnati and Notre Dame both make the playoffs, and dude, their coaches wouldn't even be there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Fickle could actually just go coach Notre Dame for the playoff game. <laughs> oh, uh, my. That would be awesome. Unbelievable. I the, the, this is insane. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. This is insane. Wow. I might have to. You have to think about this one for a bit. I might have to think about this one for a little bit. Yeah. What do you think? Good hire for LSU? How screwed is a Notre Dame right now? Uh, I, I don't know. I, Notre Dame is going to be fine. I think. You have to rebound though, like like that's the key. So, like you can actually use these use these these vacancies as an opportunity to 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 go get someone even like better, like like that's kind of what LSU did. Like like you, so like you fired a guy and like you know the program's in disarray, and then you go hire a, like a guy who who's takes who takes Notre Dame, who's who. No offense, they're they're not LSU. Like just they're they're not bought in as much as LSU is. Like LSU, like the whole state just just like is is lsu like lsu is louisiana and like they all care about that like it is the place in louisiana and and yeah and, and they have unlimited resources and and yeah and they were a mess right like you think that they're just a mess like coaches leaving they, they have guys that are entering the portal right and left and then you bring in a playoff coach and like a playoff coach that is like he, like he's the model of stability right like that feels like a really big hire for lsu and and yeah, I mean, God forbid they take he they takes Freeman along with him to LSU. You, surely he doesn't. Maybe he I does. I think was, so. The only way I could see that is if Notre Dame hires someone that's not Luke Fickle. Yeah. And not Marcus Freeman, obviously. Um, right. Boy. <laughs> they'll get they'll get someone good. They'll get someone good. I. The, well, you uh, mentioned you mentioned being all in, like. Yeah. Notre Dame's top rival. Just yeah. clearly, went they're all, all in. in. Yep. And Michigan is all of a sudden good now, right? Um, Notre Dame's been fighting Ohio State for recruits. This yeah. is actually a pretty big crossroads moment for Notre Dame, like because they need it, to make time. They need big to time. make a decision here that they are also all in. Like, Agreed. That's it's do that or die. I mean, not everyone die, else die, is, but everyone else is. Everyone else is going all in. Also, two other schools that need to right now, and and is obviously Oklahoma, right? Oklahoma's at the same place, except maybe even a slightly worse place. Um, and then Clemson as well. Schools yeah. that are like have been, they, I mean, playoff teams. Like those are those are playoff teams for. And you know, two or three years ago, like they were the powers. Them in Alabama ran college football, and now you're seeing like LSU and USC go go take your coaches. And, and yeah, we'll see if, if Oklahoma takes Venables yet. Like, we'll just see how that all plays out. But, like, suddenly it gets a little unstable very quickly. Like, it's a lot of turnover here. We haven't even gotten to conference championship games yet, and it's already the most insane offseason ever. Yeah, no. We're not even through the offseason. 
I know. Imagine how recruiting's gonna be. Like like someone's gonna come through here and recruit their tail off and and make make a lot of hay because there's recruits that don't know where like don't know you know like we're committed to a school but like they don't have a coach right now. Early signing day is right around the corner. It's like two weeks yeah. from now, right? And and yeah, like that's coming. Someone's gonna be making some hay. I did see just like since we've been talking, Kirby actually flipped someone from LSU. But yeah, whatever. Oh my goodness! Wow, this is bananas. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm sure we'll talk more about this later. Yeah, I'm sorry, Vince. Don't go cry. It's gonna be I, okay. I'm not gonna go cry, but man, like it. Yeah, it's feeling it's pretty be good. Okay. I was feeling pretty good about the direction of the program, and now it's actually a question mark. It might still go up, but it could go down too. So. Right. Right. Wow. Man. Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer time. That's a sledgehammer. That is unreal. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, I hope okay. you'll make the playoff. It'd be really fun to see Notre Dame and Cincinnati make the playoff. <laughs> I just think it'd be fun. It was, I'm rooting for, I'm, at this point, like we've had chaos this year. This is like taking it to another level. Let's go ahead and go ahead and have a couple of teams make the playoff whose head coaches aren't there anymore. You what, know what I'm I mean? rooting for is Marcus Freeman is gets the job like by the end of the week and <laughs> and immediately becomes acting head coach, coaches them in a playoff game, does well even if they don't beat Georgia they show up and that I mean that right there could be a recruiting boon immediately so yeah it would that's what I'm rooting for it's true <laughs> it's true oh my okay. goodness all we'll right we'll talk more we'll know hey a lot's gonna happen between now and the next time we talk which will be dude right after the SEC champion or yeah after I guess all the championship games yeah who knows how many new coaches we'll have to announce by then you heard it here first Nick Saban to Oklahoma uh, no I'm just kidding <laughs> Don't. Okay. Don't do it. Urban Meyer's going to Notre Dame. Urban Meyer to Notre Dame. You know that's actually a possibility. No, it's not. No, it's not. He, Come on. He has he has been a coach at Notre Dame before. He is on record as calling them his dream school. I don't think it's going to happen though. Like, that'd be that'd be sick, dude. That would be sick. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, we need Bill to Bel go. Bill Belichick's coming to college football. Bill Belichick <laughs> is also coming to college football. Hey, shoot. Why not? Oh my, we are now in an alternate reality somewhere. Yeah, it's true. Okay, all right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Yeah, have a great weekend. God bless.